The following podcast has adult themes, sexual content, and strong language, mostly because I have a potty mouth. Hi, I'm Adam, and this is Where Is My Nigerian Prince? Each week I tell the tale of my search for love, the highs, the lows, the utter embarrassments, and the hopefully funny side of single life today. I also fully intend to rope in some friends to tell their stories along the way, and maybe together we can soothe the dating wounds of the entire world. Episode 8. Where's Your Nigerian Prince? I'm excited this week to bring you my very first special guest appearance. If you cast your mind back to episodes 1 and 2, you're about to meet someone who has known me since those days. A man who I'm not afraid to say I had a wee crush on, and who I have the greatest admiration for. The other night, due to an ill-timed caffeine hit, I was lying in bed at 1am thinking about how to best describe my friend, when I realised that men and all their variations tend to be easily categorised by different kinds of cereal. Wait. Listen, (laughs) first of all, there is the organic, vegan, gluten-free, muesli type guy. They're the ones who seem to have everything about their lives in order, eating, sleeping, working out, and career, all 100%. But in the end, they are just a bit boring, and you really just sort of want to shove a chocolate bar in their face. My guest is not muesli. There's also the wheat bix type guy. He works out all the time, watches sport, thinks he is manly because he hides his feelings and shouts, harden up. But just like Weetbix, he's just a bit plain and rather thick. My guest is not Weetbix. I think that I am best summed up as Nutrigrant. Solid, smart, sort of sporty, healthy, in a nice package. But the truth is, I'm way too sweet and a bit fattening. <laughs> But in my mind, my guest is Honeypuffs, because the jingle is what I think of him. Honeypuffs are made to stay fresh, stay crisp, stay good all the time. His name is Nick. Nick was a house tutor at my boarding school, a role filled by either a young man who was attending university, or often by Irish university students on a type of exchange gap year deal. I liked Nick then, and knew him as a good guy. But being so deeply in the closet with all my complex problems, Nick never had a chance to be anything more than a friend to me, because I was far too scared to tell any adult the truth. Ironically, Nick is gay, and, as a result, would have been probably the best help for me I could have had. Not in a sexual way. And, uh, I'm judging you, you dirty, dirty listeners. (laughs) Nick has always been a consummate professional, so our common situation would have meant that he could probably have given me some sound counsel as I stumbled through adolescence. Anyway, I'm not exactly sure how, but Nick and I have been friends ever since, sometimes going for years without hearing from each other, but always ending up back in each other's lives. I better let him get a word in edgewise. Hi Nick, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Mr. Adam. <laughs> Thanks so much for being my first guest star. I was really flattered by how this came about. Can you tell me the story from your perspective? Well, I started listening to your podcast, and uh, I have to say there are a number of moments within your first few episodes where I just about stopped and and laughed and thought, 
oh my god that's so similar to my story i can't believe it and other parts where it was like oh my gosh absolutely that is so right so actually i contacted you and just wanted to say hey congrats because i think your podcast is a great idea and i've enjoyed the uh, stories you have told so far so and then I was silly because I offered myself up to uh, to be a, a guest on your show. So uh, when when you're famous, I'll expect some royalties from it, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, all right. So finally, let's get to the point. We right. We are here to talk about your Nigerian prince, as such. Tell us how well, you met. Well, Mister Adam. There have been many Nigerian princes. <laughs> oh, dear me. I have a rather rich tapestry of men in my life who have come and who have gone. And well, maybe what one would call a serial monogamist. I've had my current relationship, which is a rather interesting one, is at around the seven-year mark. The one before that was around the eight-year mark in terms of time. And then in between, of course, there's been a few men in between and a couple other medium journey time frame boys, you know, as part of my relationship. So it's been an interesting time, really. And everyone has been wonderful in its own way and horrible in its own way. And if nothing else, I hope I've learned a lot. We met in Thailand uh, when I was traveling on a motorbike through Asia. Having come out of my previous relationship and wanted to do something off my bucket list, I jumped on a motorbike and travelled through um, Indonesia and Malaysia and then I ended up in Thailand and I was going to carry on. And then he happened to be the receptionist at the hotel where I was staying and he made me the most horrendous margarita cocktail I've ever tasted. And to I told him I loved it because he was so cute. And <laughs> then I wanted to go, because I'd come out of a, a you know, a long-term relationship, I wanted to go to a gay club, you know, a gay bar, do a bit oh. of dancing and just, you know, just look for fun. And I said to him, oh, do you think, uh, at that stage he had quite cracked English. And I said, do you think you could take me down to, you know, the gay bars as like a gay street in Phuket? Mm. And I said, because I'd love to go, but I'm quite scared about it because I've been, you know, I've come out of this relationship. It's been years since I've, you know, done anything like that. And he said, sure. And um, so we basically, we started to connect and then I extended my stay in Thailand as long as I could. Then we ended up, um, as you do, you know, we ended up sleeping together and what have you. And then my visa came to an end and I had to leave Thailand. So I did what they called a visa run where I flew to Singapore to get a new visa and flew back in, which gave me another couple, you know, a month or so. So at that stage, I wanted him to come with me to Singapore for a couple of days to say thanks so much because he'd shown me around and blah, blah, blah. And I asked his boss, the manager of the hotel, who was also gay, whether that was all right and that was fine. So we did that, had a couple of days in Singapore, came back, and it was like, well, I can't stay in Phuket forever. My money's going to run out, you know, and I've got to go back to reality. So long story, well, long story long, but we ended up getting an apartment in Bangkok, used as, as our base, and then I carried on my trip for another couple of months, and he came with me. He left his job, 
And it was like, well, so three or four months later, it was like, well, now what do we do? I've got to go back to New Zealand, you know? So it was like, okay, well, we'll try and get your visa. So we did that. And initially it was a visitor visa. Then we got him a work visa. And then, yeah, seven years later, you know, he's still here. And um, he's gorgeously exotic. He was so different to my previous partner on so many levels. That's what I was attracted to. Yeah. Um, he's also very, very effeminate. And um, I love I love him for it. He's just gorgeous. Um, but he is what, uh, talking about along the spectrum, mm. you know, um, he's probably more, well, he's gay, but he's also transgendered, really. He's, you know, so he mm. he would be quite happy being a girl. So that's caused some interesting dynamics within the relationship. We care about each other. We love each other. And all I care about is that as long as he's happy, I'm happy. And I support him 100%. But it's, you know, it is another layer that it brings to a relationship. And that's where I... You know, I've sometimes you have to just pull away and understand what is pure and good and not not with labels, you know, not with labels. So, yeah, so our relationship, I suppose, has morphed and changed. It has maybe become more like a very close friendship and we sleep together sometimes, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's quite complicated. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I've often wondered if I would be able to have a relationship with somebody who's essentially transgendered, and would I be able to stick to my own personal ideals? It's much more important that their personality and your connection with them over their physicality. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and the physicality is an interesting one, and it's one that is challenging, right? So... When we're together, he's a gay man, mm. right? When we're sleeping together, he's a gay man. You know, we have a, a relationship as two two men, you know. Right. He's got all the bits of a man. <laughs> it's a bit complicated, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I do suspect that gay relationships can be a little more complicated. Although yeah. the more that I get to know different people, the more I realise maybe that's a bit of conceit in that um, I used to kind of think that men and women played a role together. And my, the way I sort of summed it up was men are like an open faucet and women are the tap. So men will fuck anything for as long and as often as they can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and women um, control that to some degree. And I think there's a certain amount of truth to that. But when you put two men together, you no longer have that tap that control valve yeah and yeah so sex becomes a little bit prevalent or crazy in the gay culture at least for yeah. our generation and it's like we all have to learn how to um navigate that but then i do sort of wonder you know with the when you when you hear about men cheating and you and well i meet men who are cheating whether the problems are all there it's just that they're hidden more Absolutely. And I wonder whether the beauty of gay relationships to a degree is that you you write your own rule book, 
You know what I mean? Like it's if you take away boundaries, and so for some couples, an old-fashioned monogamous relationship, you know, and living together and doing the washing together, that's perfect, and they love it. Da 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 da. da. Some relationships, I've got friends who uh, have open relationships, and there are different. Depending on who they are, there are different things attached to that. So it might be that we have an open relationship, but we only do it with somebody else when it's both of us, or we can go off and play ourselves, you know, and do whatever we want. You know, there's a whole gambit of relationships, you know, mm. and I think that actually what you see on the outside of relationships is not always the truth as to what's happening in the relationship itself and I think the key to what your relationship is about is quite simply about honesty you know if you're honest with each other and you're both you know consenting in terms of whatever it is you're doing or however you're doing it that's all that matters you know there's no right or wrong here you know it's not for me to say how a relationship should work or not work you know because at the end of the day I'm actually quite old-fashioned you know I'm quite happy and as I get older, it's changed a bit, you know, and I I am quite happy just to have my partner and me together and just two of us and, you know, and growing old together, you know, that romantic version or vision, mm. you know, nothing, I think that's quite lovely. But equally, life isn't always like that. Thank you so much, Nick. You have been so much fun to talk with, and I hope maybe – we get to hear from you again sometime. No worries. Thank you. Thank you, Tom, and all the good. Best of luck with the podcast. Thank you, gorgeous man. This has been a production of Adam Wright. I hold the copyright to this material. This week, a huge thanks goes out to both my talented niece, Grace Beard, for turning my poorly written music into the theme music of Where's My Nigerian Prince? And to my wonderful friend, Nick, whose insights and stories have added a new dimension to this podcast. Next week, I'll be back with episode 9, where for the first time, I'm going to break with tradition and not tell a story. Nick and I actually spoke for an excess of 50 minutes in our interview. So next week, we'll listen in on those gems, and spoiler alert, there might be some hints of things to come in the podcast. Meanwhile, please send any feedback or comments or requests to Where's My Nigerian Prince on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, and at Where'sMyNigerianPrince.com. Please spread the word. Oh, and don't forget the most important thing. Love yourself. <laughs>